Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Sports Today with Francis and Chris. I am Francis, here to talk to you on this June 22nd about Kyrie Irving. And of course, I'm referring to the speculation that he may leave Brooklyn to join one of three teams. And those teams include the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Clippers. Now, when I first saw this news, I originally dismissed it because I either thought it was much to do about nothing or it was just news on a slow day. But nevertheless, I looked at what was being reported and I saw the image of Kyrie Irving and LeBron James in Lakers uniforms. And it it wasn't the first time. So I already knew eh, this must be just another slow news day. And not going to amount to much. Something to get content going, you know? Nowadays, <laughs> that sort of news is reported on a daily basis and quickly shut down. And that was evident later in the night when Bradley Beal shut down the rumors that he apparently declined a $36 million extension with the Washington Wizards. And it's funny the way that he said it. All he said was, wait, huh? LOL. But we're not talking about Bradley Beal today, even though that's a pretty interesting conversation in itself. And one in which many teams are interested among my Miami Heat. But today we're talking about Kyrie Irving. And I hope this doesn't happen for many reasons. One, as a fan, as a neutral basketball fan, I really wanted to see this KD Kyrie experiment work out. At least make it to an Eastern Conference Finals, right? And then James Harden came and went. Then Ben Simmons came and never really came because he never set foot on the court. So you just hate to see such wasted potential go away in in front of your eyes like nothing in a split second. Also, the New York factor. You know, New York has been desiring this star power for so long, especially in basketball. They finally have it. And for one reason or another, many fingers pointing to Kyrie in this aspect. It just hasn't worked out. And that just comes down to decision-making on his part. That comes down to health in other situations and mental health even for Ben Simmons. But, uh, yeah. And I knew the LeBron James rumors were going to start quickly. So every time I see one of those uh, Photoshopped images with them dapping up each other in Lakers uniforms, I don't think much of it because it's just many times the media trying to make something of nothing. But I did see stuff that point to that potentially happening. I saw Kyrie Irving on uninterrupted one of those podcasts and he was talking. I saw the whole episode. It was very fun and interactive and you really get an insight on who Kyrie Irving really is and what his behavior is like, unlike what the media portrays him. So I watched this episode and obviously the LeBron fallout had to be brought up, right? And it was, and he cleared it out and he is very much seemed like LeBron and him are still tight. At least to me, it sounded that way. They may not talk every single day or they may not be buddy, buddy with each other, but it feels like they have a relationship in which one person can approach the other on any given day and they can have a conversation, you know? So can that possibly mean that this can actually happen? I, for once, saw this experiment. It was one, it was very disappointing. Two, it was very expected in my opinion. I said this from the very start and I take credit for this. It is not going to work 
Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are the same exact players on the court. They drive to the basket. They're mediocre shooters, although LeBron has improved. I'll give him credit for that. He has improved as of late. But Russell Westbrook was horrid from the field this season. And they're very much energy guys that use their big bodies, physique, to get to the rim and score. That is their best way of getting to the rim. They're good, solid distributors as well. But for the most part, Russell Westbrook just was not it this season. And again, it's very disappointing because you want to see the star players work out with each other because you dream of I – I remember dreaming of days that I see big teams like this again after the Miami Heat big three. It doesn't always work out, and the Lakers were a clear example of why that didn't work out. And it wasn't just Russell Westbrook. The supporting cast that the Lakers had this year was horrible as well. You didn't get much production outside of LeBron James. And I'm not going out on a limb by saying that. And Russell Westbrook, it didn't help that he was not performing well either. But back to my original question. Are you going to do a straight swap for Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving? Because right now, I think Kyrie Irving is a better player. I believe he's younger. Yeah, so Kyrie Irving is 30 years old and Russell Westbrook is 33. So three years is a pretty big difference in the league. But uh, it can't work. They're the same exact player mentally. LeBron and Russell Westbrook are the same player on the court. But Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook, is just a swap for one head case for another. And I love Kyrie Irving. I really love watching him play. He's one of my favorite players to watch on the court. And Russell Westbrook, whether you love him or not, you can't disregard what he's provided to the league in his whole entire career. You can't dismiss just one season and act like he isn't an, an, a Hall of Fame type player. But to me, Russell is almost out the league. Like, I don't think it's going to be drastic like two more years, but he's 33 years old. And the media attention that he had was so bad. And it it was really upsetting to see some of these press conferences and the way that he like responded to them because it felt like it was really getting to him. And it's funny because Russell Westbrook is one of those players that you just think of media haters and how he interacted with the media and how he didn't have a very solid reputation. So they probably didn't need much more fire for them to go back at him. But anyway, this can't work because of what I said. For the Nets, Russell Westbrook and KD, although it's kind of funny to think about former teammates and the way that they fell apart, now maybe getting a reunion between them and then LeBron and Kyrie on the other side. But for the Nets, why would you want Russell Westbrook right now? I already mentioned his age. I already mentioned his performance. The fact that he's already played with Kevin Durant when they were younger and they had with one another that they were going to make this work. Uh, If you're a Brooklyn Nets front office, you don't want Russell Westbrook. So are the Lakers going to be willing to give up more? And if they are, who would you want from this roster? No one on this roster seems like they could actually provide something to the Nets that they need. I'm going down the list right now. Maybe Malik Monk. He, he had a couple good games during the season. Uh, I personally like Hendrick Nunn because he's a former Heat player. He was pretty good, but he was injured most of the season. But he just opted into his contract with the Lakers. Carmelo Anthony I love as well, but he's 38. I don't think – I don't even know at this point because the way 
Carmelo's uh, career has been going, you don't know if he might retire next season. Are the Lakers even going to be willing to give up any other player on this deal? Maybe they think that Kyrie and Westbrook is more than enough to swap for one another. But I, as a net, would not take that deal. Now on the Lakers side, Kyrie Irving and LeBron James worked for one season. In that season, they had Kevin Love. In that season, the Golden State Warriors blew a 3-1 to lead in the NBA Finals. In that season, Kyrie Irving, you could argue, more dedicated, you could say, to the court. Because he had a goal in mind, he wanted to win that ring, and he did. But ever since then, we've seen like a slow decline. It's just one thing after the other. And it started with Boston. Then it came down to the Nets the first season. Then the next season. And we're here now. And we don't really know what we have in front of us. When we see him on the court, he very much still is that 40-point-per-game potential player that he is. Didn't he score 50 this year? I'm pretty sure he scored 50 this year. We know that he can do it. Do we know that he is committed enough to stay on the court for 82 games? I don't know about that. And as much as I love him, I can't say that I I am completely sure that Kyrie Irving is dedicated to the NBA. And this isn't a knock on Kyrie either. He is 30 years old. He is a man with forming his own family. He, He has a girlfriend or wife that he's with right now that he posted the other day. They seem to be living their best life. It seems like basketball isn't Kyrie's priority right now. And I am not judging him for that. But I'm just saying from the basketball aspect, as a fan, as a Lakers fan, as a Lakers executive, you have to take this into account. Is this really the player you want to bring over? I saw this this comparison the other day as well, that Kevin Durant is a leader because he won't demand Kyrie to make that decision to be dedicated to the to the NBA, like maybe LeBron James would. I don't know that, though. I That's just speculation. That's just rumors. That's just a hypothetical. But the hypothetical is enough to convince me not to make this move. Now, are the Lakers better with Russell Westbrook right now as this team currently stands? Absolutely not. Which is why I question the fact that they kept Russell Westbrook in the first place. I think he wanted that extension before this season, but we saw what happened this season. And he's probably not getting that money that he desired. So what are the Lakers going to do with him? From that aspect, if I had to choose between Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving, I'd go with Kyrie Irving for for the reasons that I already mentioned. He's younger. He's better on the court. He's a better player right now than Russell Westbrook is. He fits better with LeBron. But that's not really saying much because the supporting cast isn't really there, in my opinion, for the Lakers to compete for anything next year. But I don't think I, as a net executive, wouldn't make this deal. And I, as a Lakers executive, would probably look to get two other maybe B-plus players that would complement this roster better. You at least want someone that you are completely sure that's going to be on the court. And Kyrie Irving is not that. Maybe you go for Bradley Beal. That's a player I mentioned earlier. You'll have to see. We'll, We'll have to see. Because I really don't know... I don't think the Lakers are one player away from getting back to their where they were before. And Anthony Davis, you don't know what you have with them either. At least you can make the assumption that Anthony Davis, his priority is the NBA, but his health, you may want something, but 
there are other factors that play into it. But let's go on to the next two teams that um, that draw your attention here because they're contenders for Kyrie. The next one is the Knicks, and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you guys this. I'm gonna have to break it to you. Kyrie is not the player that you need to make the playoffs once again. You need a lot more than that. You're in probably in a worse position than the Lakers are, though you're probably younger than what the Lakers are too. I love the prospect of Kyrie Irving and R.J. Barrett together, but I don't love much else that this roster has to give. Are they going to give up Julius Randle? And are they going to be willing to give up Emmanuel quickly? I highly doubt that they're going to give up both players. And I feel like that's what the Nets are going to try to pursue. I I don't think that they want Julius Randle in the first place. But I think that's going to be the, the, the player that the Knicks give up first. They are not touching R.J. Barrett. I can tell you that for a fact. I don't think anybody wants them to touch him in New York. Well, except if you're in Brooklyn. But that is not happening. So who else do the Knicks have to give up? Alec Burks, I think, was uh, mentioned. Evan Fournier. Julius Randle. And Nerlens Noel. That's what I heard yesterday on the radio. That th- Those were the four players that potentially could go to Brooklyn. Oh, and Kemba Walker, too. So this would make all the sense in the world for New York, I guess. If there's one side that would win this deal, it would be New York. The New York Knicks. Because Kemba Walker's deal is horrible. That didn't work out. And it's very disappointing that they gave up on him so quickly. I'm disappointed in uh, Coach Thibodeau and having that happen under his rule. But that's just New York being in New York. I I don't know what else to expect from them. But then you have Evan Fournier, who didn't even work out on with the Knicks in the first place. I think he broke a three-point record. But overall, he was not the player that they wanted. He should have stayed in Boston. That's another player who ruined his career once he left Boston, I guess. Then Alec Burks is a good player. Good player off the bench. He can give you 20 points. On any given night, if you give him the chance. I don't think that's what the Nets need right now, though. And I don't think Evan Fournier is going to do well in Brooklyn either. I think Boston was his best chance and he blew it. And now he's not going to get back to that status. Emmanuel quickly would really sweeten this deal. But I don't think the New York Knicks are going to be willing to do that. I don't even think that you New York fans want that to happen in the first place either. I, I hope I get interaction at the end of this episode. Would you trade Emmanuel quickly for Kyrie Irving? As a Nets fan, would you accept quickly for Kyrie Irving? It obviously would not be player for player in this case. But if you would consider it one way or the other from the Knicks side of things, are you? what other player are you willing to give up? And from the Nets side of things, what other player would you be willing to take? I just don't think that the Knicks have what the Nets are looking for in this case. And I also don't think that Kyrie and RJ Barrett is going to be enough. It would be way better than where they are now. I'll give you that. Because Julius Randle and RJ Barrett is nowhere near what they need either. I don't think RJ, uh, I don't think Julius Randle is going to get back to where they were when they made the playoffs. I'll say this. RJ Barrett And Mitchell Robinson, it's a very good start. But it's just not enough. 
to bring Kyrie Irving. You need to help that bench because that bench is really weak, really weak. I think you have a solid backup center in Nerlens Noel, but he's not really going to do much scoring. And I think Emmanuel quickly is going to eventually go to the starting lineup for sure. And Derrick Rose is going to be the backup. But as much as I love, I love, and I love Derrick Rose, I don't think that's enough. I didn't see this being brought up. Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly. What do the Nets think about that? We'll see what happens there. But lastly, we move on to the LA Clippers. And this is the one that interests me the most because it's the one that I feel is going to benefit the most by Kyrie Irving. And it's the one getting the least amount of attention. I find that funny. But the Clippers, can you imagine a big three of Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George? Think about that for a second on paper. Kyrie Irving at point. Kawhi Leonard at shooting guard. Or PG-13 at shooting guard. And then Kawhi Leonard at small forward. One, Kyrie Irving at the one dribbler can score, can facilitate. As shooting guard, if you have Paul George here, can score, can defend. He can be the best defender on your team. The reason Russell Westbrook and LeBron James didn't work is the exact opposite of what they have going on with the Clippers. Because Kawhi Leonard and PG-13 can work. They play the same position, but they are both willing to give up the ball. And I don't think that's the same case with LeBron and Russell Westbrook. They're, I think Kawhi and Paul George are the same player. It just so happens that Paul, Kawhi Leonard is 30 years old and Paul George is 32. They can play together on the same court. And it didn't work out that first year. And, I, and Kawhi was obviously hurt last year. But I feel like bringing a player like Kyrie Irving could be the missing piece there. He's not the greatest defender, but those two definitely are. They can pick up the slack on defense. And that that just relieves so much pressure when you have two amazing defenders like they are. A smaller point guard in Kyrie Irving, he doesn't have to stress as much about defense with those two on the court. And then as a defender, who are you going to guard here? Who are you going to send your best defender to out of these three players? I want you to answer that. I want you to think about that question. I want you to answer it yourself. Who is going to get the number one matchup for defense? Who's going to get the second? And then who's going to get the third? I dare you to try to, to defend that team. But my question would be, what do the Clippers have to offer? They have a great roster, I think, on paper at the very least. Nicholas Batum is a player that I really like to watch because he is so unselfish. And he can do all the dirty work for you. He can also even score if you need him to. He'll have those 30-point games, believe me. But he's a great facilitator. He's a great uh, defender, and he can score. He can shoot the three at the very least. Then you have Robert Covington, great defender. He can score, too, if you let him. You have Ronnie Hood on this team. You have Reggie Jackson. You can send him to the bench, and that's going to take a hit to his ego, maybe. But I wouldn't feel any slight with Kyrie Irving starting over me, especially if you're in a pursuit of a championship which your team has long desired. If I was Reggie Jackson, I'd take that in a heartbeat. You have Terrence Mann, who is growing up in front of our eyes. You have Marcus Morris, and you had Norman Powell. There's a lot of pieces there that you can potentially give up. Now, the thing is, 
you don't want to hurt your roster so much that bring Kyrie Irving is going to do is going to have a negative impact on your bench. So I'm just thinking right now, who would I give up for Kyrie Irving in a fair deal? I'm thinking Luke Kennard is there. He's a good player. He's a good player. <laughs> if you haven't seen Luke Kennard play, he he's a good player. I, I like him since he played on the Pistons. Then if push comes to shove, I think the Clippers would be willing to give up Terrence Mann. And that's going to be a very good pickup for the Nets if they do. Then you have Marcus Morris. Would you be willing to give him up there as well? I'm very positive that they would give up Norman Powell in a heartbeat if it solidifies the deal. I think the perfect package would probably be Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, and maybe Luke Kennard. I think that's a deal that the Nets would accept. If not, you can add one more other player, maybe Rodney Hood or Amir Kofi. I think that will complete the deal. I feel like this, as neutral in this uh, position, I want to see this deal happen. I feel like both sides are going to benefit from this equally. You can argue that the the Nets won't, um, the Nets will benefit in terms of talent. I don't know if it's going to amount to their potential now. But on the Clippers side of things, this would be very exciting to watch. This is the deal that I would want to happen. And I think it's the one that makes the most sense. I think it's the one that the Nets benefit the most from. I still don't think that they're going to make up what they lose. But at this point, it seems like Kyrie Irving might be a lost cause there. And if it is, if it push comes to shove and Kyrie Irving is dealt, I feel like this is what's going to benefit the mo- both sides the most. Do I think it's going to happen? I feel like it won't. But at the same time, I didn't think James Harden would go halfway through the season. I don't even think he had a full season under his belt. So nothing would surprise me at this point. Then once it is, once it is done, if it happens, what is going to happen with KD? That is a question that's going to be left unsolved for now but tune in maybe we have more to talk about in the next episode for now we have come to the end of this one thank you as always for tuning in and i hope to see you guys again next episode goodbye